Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and we push the boundaries of human consciousness. Uh, we are very cutting edge in how we do this. Um, I have been so blessed to meet all of you, and for those of you that are new here, I you may like it what we do. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll find out. You get to decide for yourself, right? Okay, let's begin though with some nice uh, deep breaths here and just relaxing your mind, relaxing your body. We want to keep that logic center on though, the rationale center. We're not turning off your brain. We're just helping it remember that there's other gears here to how your brain can operate alongside your divine consciousness. Okay, taking some nice deep breaths here. I would like you to imagine that in the center of your head is this beautiful ball of energy. It is so special and um, radiating this, uh, these, I want to say like rays and frequencies and ideas and thoughts. And it's part of you as your eternal self. It's the, it's one of the ways that your container of consciousness functions in your humanness. Okay, so as you imagine this ball or sphere of energy within your brain, I'd like you to imagine that it, whatever color it is right now, that it is streaming out this pure white light. It may be a bit pearlescent, it may be quite translucent, it may be sparkly, but let's imagine that. Okay, good. And now let's imagine that there's another source of energy coming from basically within your heart. And it's another white ball of energy. And it also is radiating out these beautiful waves, <sighs> waves of well being and peace and motivation, and energy and healing and inspiration, and basically fuel and food for the amazing version of you that you either already are, hopefully you know that you're amazing, um, or maybe more amazing versions of yourself that you are curious about, or maybe are working very hard at in this reality. Okay, good. <sighs> okay, nice. Now, staying with me here, this ball of energy within your heart is now slowly, but consistently expanding until it's at least big enough to hold the entire human you. So it's going to be quite tall and maybe quite wide depending on your size. Anyway, all of you fits in this ball of energy that had started in your heart. Very good. And now it's sort of pulsing beating like a heart in a way it's got this uh, sort of uh, jiggle and wiggle <laughs> to the energy field reminding you that it's alive that this con <laughs> yeah, my team is like, why don't you do it like in a, like in a scary film sort of where it's alive. <laughs> uh, see how we take consciousness. We take it seriously, but very playfully. Okay. <laughs> I've already been a professor before. It's not that fun. <laughs> okay. So this, this ball of energy that you're in now is it, it wants to play with you. It wants to loosen you up. This ball of energy is, um, and imagery for your eternal self, for your eternal energy field, the part of you that that is way beyond just this humanness, even though this humanness is awesome. 
um, but it's, it's timeless. It's beyond time. It it's it's resides in a in a realm of of knowing and being that is that is where there is no time and space. It's beyond that. Time and space is a convention that we play in here as our humanness. Our eternal self is not bound to time and space logic or rules of engagement. Okay, very good. Let me clear my throat here. <coughs> okay. Whoa. Okay, now <laughs> this sounds fun, right? Okay, let's stay right here. And let's hear what message we have for today. Um, for those of you that are new, I share messages and information from what I call innate wisdom. It is divine revelation. Um, and it's, it's good stuff. I even like to hear <laughs> what, um, when I'm a part of sharing, I loved listening to last week's podcast number 197. And there was a lot more there than I had remembered when I was the one doing the talking. Um, but the messages are coming from beyond my human gel. I do not do human research with these and I totally get it. If you're confused or if you're like, huh, or that's stupid or that's crazy. Yeah, I would have said the same thing 12 years ago when I didn't know I could do this. I always knew I was a person that had answers to a lot of questions and uh, people would come to me advice for advice, friends and even strangers. Um, so I've just been one of those people that knows stuff and what I know that normally people ask me about isn't stuff I've ever learned. Um, from a human book or um, it's not stuff I learned as human Jill. It's stuff I just know. So I can't really explain to you why I have access to this. I just know that I do and I love it and it helps a lot of people and hey, it may help you. Okay. Yeah. And we talk about love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not love like romance, but love like God's love. <laughs> so if you're uncomfortable with that, then then tough, <laughs> tough shit, because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Mm. <sighs> there is a grand cycle underway of sort of, uh, like peeling things off. So some of you may be feeling a, a sense of rawness or maybe freshness about who and what you are and what you want to try next in your humanness, not try as in another thing to fail at, but as in try something to be curious about in terms of what other versions of you are available in this lifetime. Because the version of you that you have right now was not handed to you. It was not something that you assembled with instructions. It was something that you were guided towards and you said yes to. That doesn't mean that what you got what you wanted, <laughs> but it does mean that there were several um, key choice points and key decisions or, or maybe lack of decisions and key actions or maybe lack of actions that in many ways, uh, structured who you are right now. Okay. So if you love who you are, that's great. And if you want to have more of you to love, um, if you want to see what more of what, what else you can love about you, what else you can create and, um, assemble and bring online here in your reality, then this is a wonderful cycle for you. Okay. Also for those that feel like they kind of want to do over, um, this is also a wonderful time for you. Okay. 
okay, you all fit. Whether you love who you are right now and wanna love, wanna love yourself even more and wanna, wanna love life even more, and those of you that are looking for something to love in yourself, you all fit, You're all of your specific cases fit in this situation energetically that you are in right now of sort of peeling back some some things to get a fresh perspective okay the more honest with yourself you are in this process the more evolutionary it may feel <sighs> being honest with yourself not always an easy thing to do it can be easier to be honest with yourself when you're willing to get uncomfortable uncomfortable just in general and we spoke a bit about this in podcast number 197 that some of you have been uh, exploring and trying out this way of being conscious and sacred and so-called spiritual by only doing what feels good and or by prioritizing what feels good and so being uncomfortable probably hasn't been a part of your repertoire but being uncomfortable is um it's an important part of being human for many reasons. So when you can think of uncomfortable, it is, it is a quite neutral term if you think about it. It doesn't have to mean suffering. It doesn't have to mean toil and trouble or depression or anything like that. It just means that you're not, it's not smooth sailing in that moment. There's some friction that you notice and it causes you hopefully to, to pause literally and stop and assess who and what you are in this reality. And the more honestly you can reflect on what this world around you is, the more savvy you can be at what you want to try next. This world changes for the most part, very, very slowly. So it is extremely wise, masterful, and savvy to expect the world of tomorrow to be pretty much what it is today. We wish for great things in, in, on earth and for humanity and for all life on earth. Um, we're always cheering on uh, a good living and a, a beautiful, joyous life. And it's also earth. Um, and earth offers a spectrum from um, tremendous heaven on earth sorts of experiences to literally feeling like um, hell on earth. So earth is vast enough, complex enough, liberated enough to offer all of that right next to each other. It's the most bizarre thing. The most bizarre thing. I mean, Earth is just uh, quite, quite a masterpiece in a lot of ways, but not meaning you like everything you get, and not meaning you like everything you see, and that everything is offered. We we totally get it. We're not asking you to like everything, um, but we are asking you to be honest. We're asking you to be honest with the world that you see today, and how you want to be you, without expecting the world to change one bit. Okay, now just feel for a moment where you have friction or where you have resistance about being that because I guarantee you that friction right there has prevented you from evolving and being curious about you on the planet.
because whatever that friction is that probably feels something like, but no, I want earth to be this way. And I thought I was here to change it to be that way. And I, you know, I'm working with a group and we're doing these amazing things, right? How is it going, right? How much has it changed? Really? Are you sure? Be honest with yourself. Okay, have the people that haven't been involved in that project change that much? It doesn't mean that you failed if you have felt deeply committed to that sort of experience of trying to change the world. Jesus tried to change the world. And he did in many, many amazing, impressive, glorious, literally glorious ways. All these thousands of years later, here we are, right? And things are still not perfect. But this time is different. Is it? Is it that different? It is different in some ways. But some of the huge things that some of you are staying where you are. Some of you are almost stubbornly refusing to move forward in your own personal evolution until others are treated fairly others are treated respectfully, others are loved, that everybody gets what they deserve and need and want, etc. <sighs> what may never make sense about Earth is that there will, for now, maybe not always, but definitely in the, in the, in the foreseeable future, there will be a portion of humans that do not choose best for themselves in this lifetime, no matter what's offered to them, no matter how obvious the choice should be, they will end up in a state of misery or suffering that only they can fix. And some of the reasons that some people are suffering and miserable is not because they don't have choices. It's because they are not making choices that would get them out of their misery and their suffering. Let's just all allow ourselves to just be absolutely bummed at that. Why? Why would someone not pick beauty and love and honor and integrity and goodness for themselves, for their life, for their loved ones. Hmm. Let's let goddess Isis come through to help us understand this, this quandary and riddle of earth. It's, it's not that we built it in. It's not that, that we as a, as a creator vibration of source energy wanted that on earth, or it's not that we like it on earth, but it is a part of earth. <coughs> when we were contemplating a reality like the one that you're living in, we... 
Those of us that wanted it were looking for a place unlike any other. We called on some fellow masters who had more experience, certainly than I did, as my eternal self that you know as one version of me was goddess Isis. I didn't have experience as my eternal self with physical realities. It was, um, it was not my specialty, not even really my interest. But the more that we sort of envisioned what Earth could be, the more it became a natural choice that it would be a, a physical, that it would include a physical uh, dimensional range to it. And with that physicality, a lot of things um, are part of that decision. And we did have colleagues and experts that, that uh, joined us in our planning sessions for Earth, <clears throat> listening to our visions of, of what it would be like to forget that you're God and um, what it would be like to know yourself also as God in a human form. And would everybody know at the same time? And, you know, there's just, there's a lot of variables that, that you consider when you're literally creating a reality. So, uh, yeah, that's right. There's that edge. Okay, we're going to, let me go deeper here to get past this. There are compromises when you choose a physical reality that, that we'll never like. We've tried every way around it. Every, every, every rise of the, the, if you consider human consciousness and and the wave of energy on earth or the the rise the ebbs and tides of, of energy on earth <coughs> if you think of it like a wave those crest moments <coughs> are um like highlights of of life on earth and what the reality offers and what's available to its to its um, its beings that are there at that time uh, time that's such a that's such a pun um, the heyday uh, crest moments are are better uh, there's more understanding there's literally the consciousness range the spectrum includes the higher ranges of consciousness for more people so it it's just more enjoyable it's easier to get things done uh, it's more logical what does get done. <laughs> um, it's just easier. But in an, in an ebb cycle where there's sort of a, a downfall of consciousness, things get incredibly confusing. <coughs> there's so many misunderstandings. There's so many grand projects that go nowhere um, that just seem like, okay, what are we doing? What are we throwing all of our time and energy and resources into again uh, for very little to even no gain? Um, it's just weird. And that is one of the reasons that, that we are partnered alongside you in this ebb cycle that you're in. Because every time you make an ebb cycle different, you end up seeding an, a different version of a crest cycle. And 
we as our eternal selves get bored, just like you get bored, especially on Earth, as your humanness. So the curiosity about what the, the next quote unquote crest could be by sort of playing with and maybe monkeying with a little bit this ebb cycle and access to truth and access to wisdom and access to honor and sovereignty and liberty, etc. That's what that's what a group like this hanging out, <laughs> listening or watching something like this. That's you. You <laughs> you guys are the ones that that uh, wanted to be brave enough to actually incarnate in an ebb cycle. Sometimes we call it the, a dark age, a, a version of a dark age. Anyway, it's all relative, right? But relative to the crest cycle, this is definitely a dark age. <laughs> like no question about it. So you guys are here and you you do have so much awareness and so much um, clarity about, you know, what this place is and what's going on and probably feel much more savvy in your humanness than your fellow humans. So the friction that we were teeing up earlier is this idea that some of you do not want to move forward unless everyone chooses it and everyone has access to it, but you are in the wrong cycle by waiting for that and you're depriving yourself of tremendous joy you're depriving yourself of literally your own version of heaven on earth and it is it is inaccurate for you to expect that all of humanity or even most of humanity to choose it they just won't and it doesn't make sense dark ages by definition do not make sense that that doesn't mean i like it but when I was when I was in my ISIS state, I it it was very different. So here we are, right? You are you are bending the rules of how these portals work by even having this conversation right now. You hearing me speak to you in this way is completely uh, against all sort of rules of a dark age system. That's how much access you have. That's how much authority you brought with you into this reality. Okay. So the reason that I wanted to point this out to you is so that you can make more informed choices about what you're expecting others to do or to not do. All right. And they are your choices. They really are. How comfortable can you be in, in your reality amidst the tremendous uncomfortability and even sincere suffering that some humans are experiencing. There is, there, it's, yeah, there is no right answer there. There is no right answer there. So you get to decide what you do. But perhaps by knowing that you have access to golden age, what Jill, and we'll talk about the platinum age in a second. <clears throat> you have access to golden age energies and golden age experiences that are not widely chosen and currently not widely available among your fellow humans and among the fellow life on earth. So what do you want to do with that access? Do you want to pretend you don't have it? Do you want to suffer unnecessarily? <clears throat> do you want to pretend that you are lacking equipment that you sense others are lacking? Because how else could you explain the poor choices that most of humans are making for themselves? 
and for others. When I look at you, <clears throat> given this big picture view of sort of what's going on cosmologically and the age that you're in, I look at it as you have the ability for comfort and grace and compassion and even goodness that most of humanity is not thinking is possible on the planet right now. And that if you don't use it, then you are changing the nature of the exploration about what the next crest on earth could be, because that's why you're there. <clears throat> I mean, Jill needs a drink of water here. Because somewhere along the way, amidst the, the Dark Age confusion, it was interpreted that those of you that have this sort of golden age access, we're going to already start calling it platinum age access and we'll tell you why in a minute. Somewhere along the way it got confused and distorted. Hmm. <laughs> nice move, Isis. Okay, here we go. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Conspiracy alert. Okay. Somewhere along the way it got distorted that your reason for incarnating with the golden age energies that you have access to that not everybody does was to save and rescue and uplift those that don't have that access. The only reason they don't have that access is because they didn't bring it with them. The reason you have it is because you brought it with you into the reality that you're in into the life that you are. That is why most of you are so different than even your human families. That's why you have abilities and gifts and access and pure heartedness and compassion and healing and goodness. <coughs> that most humans think you are either making up, that you're crazy, that's impossible, or you've just lost your mind. That's how ridiculous it seems to them. And yet, here you guys are as real <laughs> in all of that as you could be. And yeah. Okay. So when you use the access you have to create your own personal version of heaven on earth, right? Because there is an individuality to the reality that you experience. One person's 90 degree Fahrenheit summer day is the best day ever. And to another person sitting right next to them, it is beastly and ungodly and um, terrible. They want to run inside. Okay. There's a lot of relativity available to you. And that relativity is, is, a, is an important tool to use as you choose your life and what you are in the reality that is what it is. Okay, so here comes the conspiracy part, all right? Would you agree that the dark age structure, which is part of its systemic It's impossible to change 
in some ways, but you can hijack it, which is what you're doing. <laughs> in a dark age, there are in there are built-in systems of suppression and control and manipulation and lack of originality and very limited creator ability. It's managed, not necessarily by, by a person or a force, but by the age itself. It's very non-personified. It's part of the structure. We all knew it. We all knew when we choose a physical, when we chose a physical reality component to this, to this, where you are, this, this, <clears throat> that this was going to be one of the so-called downsides, but it mainly only feels a downside to those of you that are stuck in it. From the outside, it's so cool and so amazing. And like, wow, this is like physical reality is just such a wonder. It's such a, it's just amazing, which is what keeps so many of you keep coming back, right? It is by design that there was the distortion of taking some of the most powerful humans on the planet, by the way, with a type of power that they would never use against anyone. It's a golden vibration, a platinum vibration, a diamond vibration, a crystal vibration of power that only wants what's good for everybody. In this dark age, the most powerful group, in other words, you, has been misguided into thinking that you were here to fix the age, to fix this reality. You don't have to believe that. When we showed this to Jill and she was like, whoa, Wow. Her energy levels absolutely soared. Her individual vibration, major expansion, just by the knowledge that she was not responsible for anyone else other than her. It is, it's a version of liberation that we wish more of you would consider and try. So the conspiracy that we're talking about, it's not about, oh, let's, uh, let's, it's not like a, it's not like a, like a manned or, or woman. It's not a human operated or even an alien or ET um, operated uh, maneuver that's sinister. It's, it's part of the age. It's part of the system for keeping the vibration tight and narrow and the consciousness spectrum band uh, managed in the dark age system. Okay. So that's there. And some of you have fallen prey to it, even though you've got this platinum age access, right? That's, that's why it's so, I mean, that's why some of you would even be drawn almost like a moth to a flame to messages like ours, because it's like, wait, Oh my God, that makes sense. Right? Because the idea, I mean, there's so many reasons why the, the logic uh, doesn't work for the idea that, that the conditions where they are, that everyone would all of a sudden wake up. Um, and we did speak at the Zion retreat and they are available in the Zion recordings um, in, in more detail about this. But this peeling back the, peeling back the skin in a way for, for fresh insights and fresh perspective now felt perfect to 
add another sort of um, opportunity to reconsider some of the, the big ideas that you hold as your truths and beliefs. Because with the platinum age frequencies that you have access to, your life could be amazing. And we're not asking you to like it, that your fellow humans won't make the same choices. And in some ways, don't live, they literally don't have the equipment energetically to make the same choices that you make. And guess what? You can't fix it. They can though. Do you know how they fix it? By being aware, by unlocking their own minds about what they have access to and who and what they are eternally. So they would probably have to undo a lot of their current beliefs, including thinking that a message like this is possible, <laughs> right? So most humans won't do that for, for many obvious reasons and, and their own reasons. The, the best news that Jill got when she was probably in a similar space to where you are right now is that their eternal self is fully evolved because that was another lie. There were, or at least distortion that was told here is that, well, earth is a place that, that souls incarnate to so that they can improve and improve and learn and, and, and then, and then, you know, expand and get, get more savvy and rise this ladder and, you know, get bigger rings of enlightenment, etc., so that they're ascending their soul. That's not true. Your soul is fully ascended. Your eternal self is, is very there. Okay, so that's not what Earth is. That's not what it's for. But especially in a dark age, humans are capable of, of pretending a lot of things are true. And that pretend truth has kept a lot of people busy. And Earth can be boring. So is it even a horrible thing? Not necessarily, <laughs> right? That belief has, has led to some sincere uh, growth and progress and evolution and good intentions and all those things. So how bad is it, right? It's a lie. And that's why some of you don't like it, right? Um, but it works for many people. They're, all the organized religions serve mostly a function of, of order um, and sense of divinity because your divinity is the most real part about you. But in a dark age, it feels very fleeting and um, noticeably absent within most people, but not you. Not you. Okay, so uh, some of you may want to get your questions ready, by the way, because in the for those of you that are live, we'll open up to to questions here. Okay, um, in probably a few moments. Okay, so with this um, peeling back the skin, it can feel like a rebirth in a lot of ways. We've it is because of the platinum age energies that, that you brought with you into this, into your dark age version of reality, you have the ability to pretty much reincarnate like multiple iterations of incarnations all within your one lifetime. Your ability to adapt and evolve and change and grow and like try something new is just off the charts amazing. It's, it's exceptional. It's, it's extremely masterful. But that doesn't always mean you get what you like, <laughs> right? And it doesn't always mean you like what you get. Um, but then you can just try something else, right? So, and you may not have a grand plan in what you try next. Please don't, please don't expect a grand plan. Um, it could just be simple, simple uh, curiosities that, that lead into this, 
this window that turns into an incredibly powerful sort of gateway and portal for a completely evolutionary version of yourself with your same name and your same social security number and all those things not getting in your way, right? That's, it's really fabulous. It is really fabulous. Now, um, we are here to support you. We were, I mean, Jill's already made it really clear. She does not like lies. So what, what we will point out even as a lie that she's uncomfortable with speaking of discomfort, um, she wants you to have the same information that she has. Because informed choices tend to be better choices. And the access that you have to the Platinum Age energies are so powerful. Okay. So are you changing your reality? Yeah, of course you are. But it is unfair to you and your joy and your bliss and your heaven on earth experience that you have access to, to expect or pretend that the rest of humanity is going to just join right alongside you in your platinum age experience. Okay. So how platinum age, how much of a platinum age experience can you have when your fellow humans and other and other life forms are suffering? Um, not as good. That's, that's for sure. That is for sure. But are you serving them by pretending you don't have the access that you have? If all you can do is love someone and believe in them and be able to see their most amazing self potential when they can't, if that's all you can do, it would have been worth it. It would have been worth getting all the way in the bodysuit in the middle of a dark age to be you. So your, your version of bliss doesn't have to be offending or bothering anybody. But remember, we talked about those control valves, those management systems that want to suppress your golden age <laughs> and platinum age uh, level of joy is um, that some of you have, we talked about that in a little bit too, that not all of you will feel all joyful all the time. You're wired in your own unique way. You did it, right? Uh, you planned it that way for your own reasons. Um, there will be suppression valves to keep you from being as happy or even successful um, as you feel like you could be. Okay, so the, the, uh, not trick, the tip, the cosmic tip here is to not expect the rest of the world to react to you in the way that you think it should. And that's where we're not fans of manifestation techniques and things like that, that ask anyone else to be anything other than exactly what they are right now. Okay. We are adamant and very consistent about that in our messages and in our approach and definitely the approach that Jill uses in her life, right? You can ask somebody to do something else for you or whatever, but, but it's their choice. You're asking. Yeah. And that's why she's not at all. Um, she doesn't align at all with anything that's related to, um, you know, spells and, uh, you know, witchery and things like that. And, or even Wiccan sorts of energies, because it has a, um, to us and to Jill, a sense of trying to get somebody to do something they would not normally do. And to us, that's manipulation of their free will. Okay. 
All right. So what do you want to do? <laughs> right? What do you want to do with this sort of fresh skin, fresh insight? How, how do you want to redefine and not with words, with actions, with your sense of who and what you are and what you have access to, etc., and how you fit, how you fit in this world, not how this world fits you. This world does not fit you. This world doesn't fit anyone. Yeah, especially in the dark age. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Let's see if anyone here in the live room has questions. Okay. Here's one here. Are you saying that transcendence is reserved to a select few? Oh, transcendence. That's a pretty, um, that's a tricky word. Transcendence as we would define it is the option to rise above the current energy patterns being offered to you. We wouldn't use the word a few, it makes it seem elitist and we're very hesitant to promote anything that seems like elitism or, or um, a hierarchy of better than. This is just about access, right? Um, yeah, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just ran right into that in a good way. Okay, so remember last time in podcast number 197, we talked about priority. <laughs> excuse me, priorities and values and that some things are better than others, etc. So is it better to have platinum age energies accessible to you and that you feel like you have access to? For sure. Um, does that, I, I don't know, why am I resisting this? Are you saying that transcendence is reserved to a select few? I mean, I'm not not saying it, but for some reason I don't want to say it um, because I feel like it sends the wrong message. You guys, I just want you to be the best you can be, seeing what access you have. So it, it I mean, does it matter how many have access to, to it and who doesn't? And because I just feel like I'm really resistant about doing anything that sort of feeds this us and them sort of energy, because all that I sense we really want to do is, is be this, literally this light of God in human forms to light up ourselves and light up this reality as much as we can. We can't change how, what, who and what others are being, but, but we might, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, you, you, you and I, we've already changed quite a few lives if you really think about it, but it's this expectation. It's once we started getting into these expectations and, and uh, putting words on it like this that feel a little like, I don't know. So for some reason, Martin, I'm really resisting that. Let me see the other part you said. Um, I was thinking that our dream bubble, it's not a dream bubble, it's a reality. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So Martin is saying, I was thinking that our dream bubble consensus reality would eventually bust and be reunited with other civilizations in the universe, just like the native Indians dream bubble busted upon contact with European explorers. Um, and by the way, there's a Mayan elder here saying that's not what happened. Um, their reality was affected, but the European explorers were not transcended. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> they were just bringing their reality with them. That's not hard. <laughs> okay. And it, and it was a very different reality than the one that they arrived at. Right. Um, <laughs> this, this Mayan elder that, uh, that is part of my, part of me, part of my team. Uh, he, he just said something really funny. He said, actually, they all looked a little flat to us <laughs> energetically. And I'm of European heritage. So I'm like, wait, should I be offended? He said, oh, no, just hang on. Um, they felt a little flat energetically to the, the, the people that, that were here prior to the European, uh, explorers visiting. And, and taking over in some cases, right? Yeah, so that's kind of a funny little pun. But no, that's not that's not what happened then, and it's not what I'm expecting now for sure. I let me just say that really clear. I don't think what you're expecting is going to happen, Martin. Okay, Isis just said, say it clearer, Jill. Okay, I just said it there. If I'm wrong, that's great. If you if you have this version of what you're describing here, that sounds that sounds wonderful. I'm not feeling it, but I do like the idea. Okay. <clears throat> okay, very good. Okay, hey, Patrick. Uh, he's saying thank you, Jill and Goddess Isis. I really needed to hear this. So grateful. You are so welcome. Okay, hey, Barbara. She's saying when someone we love is very much in trouble off the rails, not knowing to ask for help, is sending love and higher expectations all we can do. Are we responsible in any way? Oh, that's so hard, right? And, and I'm, I'm certain that we all know somebody personally that feels like they're off the rails, right? And all we want to do is just pick them up, put them back on the rails and send them in a good, send them in a good direction and say, go do it, right? Whether it's an adult or a child or whatever. Uh, we're surrounded really in this reality by that type of energy or at least stumbling at, at a minimum. Um, okay. So is all we can do. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. You guys, there really is. Um, it, it is such a personal decision about, about what you want to try and, and what you think will work for that person or for this reality in general, I pray. <laughs> I, you know, I have enough of those, uh, uh, my Christian experience that I went willingly to uh, in my early 20s, I felt so unjustifiably blessed that I wanted to praise God. And I'm a, I'm a woman in Idaho, <laughs> for, originally from Minnesota, and um, honoring God through the practice of Christianity was what I chose. Um, by the way, I found a lot of lovely people in there. I didn't agree with all of them. And there were, there were some not so lovely people in there in my Christian experience, but a lot of, anyway, I think some of you would be surprised anyway, pleasantly surprised by the way, everybody's just doing the best we can with what we know. So, I mean, with, in some instances, you may feel led Barbara to really like insert yourself in the process of, of their help and assistance. And then there's, there's other instances where you're like, okay, that doesn't work. No matter what I do, they're kind of right back where they started from any of us. And I, I don't have an addict, um, either a drug addict or an alcoholic in my family. I, I just don't have that as part of my experience, but I know from, from my human experience and from my client work that that is such a hard situation when you want so badly for that person to get clean and sober. And the only person that can make that decision is them. 
and I know any of you that, that are uh, survivors and thrivers after an addiction like that, know that for yourself, that the only reason you are a thriver now, well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but the primary reason was because you said so. You decided, right? So I do feel like those that are that have survived an addiction and, and I hopefully are thriving uh, post-addiction are more aware of, of the, the key role that the individual plays in any sort of actual solution or success. So there are, there are quite a few humans that bang their heads against the wall in various ways throughout their life. But that doesn't mean that they don't have access to God's love. It doesn't mean they, they don't have, ac- I mean, oh yeah, that was beautiful. Jesus said, after all, they have you. So because they have you, you know they have access to God's love that wants a better life for them, that wants them to make better choices, not so that you can stop looking at it, but for them, right? So, but it's just about maybe changing our expectations about what that means. It's extremely humbling, right? But it's also very true and very real and honest, and honesty is good. Yeah. but it doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make their pain go away and it may not get rid of all of your pains either. Um, not you, Barbara, but you, any of us, right? So it's, it's hard here, you guys, um, for everyone. And it's not easy being, you know, a platinum age <laughs> bringer of light either. Um, yeah, I hope that helps, but yeah, I pray. So yeah, you, yeah, I feel your team, Barbara, actually saying, go more into what do you do? Um, I pray. I sometimes offer assistance. I sometimes just offer prayers. Um, I'm aware that my intentions are always that everyone lives a good life and that that intention keeps me honest about the light of God that I feel I'm connected directly to and I hope that you feel directly connected to and I wish everyone felt directly connected to. But I know they don't. But I wish they did right? <sighs> okay, so you get to decide what, what you'll try and what you won't try. And maybe some of it will work and maybe none of it will. Um, but, but sometimes it's worth a try, right? Okay. Oh, Samson is like, he's sleeping behind me and he's literally snoring. It's adorable. Okay, thank you, Barbara, for your question. Hey, Suzanne. She's saying important message today, Jill. Thank you. We take on a lot of stress, feeling responsible to help others, especially if we know we have so much to offer that may turn things around for them or shift them profoundly. However, by gifting them their journey, we can apply that guidance to ourselves instead and lead by example. Yes. Kiss hug. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well said. Well said, Suzanne. Hmm, Renee, she says, my new mantra, honor free will. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, very nice. All right, you guys, I feel like that's a wrap. I do want to, and I know there's so much more here. Sorry, I'm not getting to it, you guys. There's so many awesome comments and messages. I realize, thank you, um, that I didn't talk in this one about the difference between the golden age and the platinum age. The, the, 
the next, quote unquote, since we're in linear time, and we have the gift of linear time here, the next uh, crest cycle, uh, the next golden age, we are planning on it being very different and even better than previous golden ages because of our seeding this dark age with energies like ours. That's what we intend. And I'm getting so much uh, nodding of affirmation from our teams. Like it, it, there's no way it can't work. There's, this isn't an experiment. This is a, we are literally empowered beautifully. So by living in many ways with the golden age vibrations, in order to seed, and we're doing it in a dark age, in our dark age time frame, um, we're doing that in order to seed a completely upgraded, even better than normal golden age. And we are curious about how much more amazing it can be, right? That's that's so us, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Metatron is just saying, do you wanna know one way that you can tell something is is bull <laughs> is when you're expecting it to have a, an obvious effect on someone else. When a spiritual teaching is, is promising that it will have an outcome on the collective, especially in an age in which it is not wired to happen, it is inherently flawed and trying to defy the rules of an age and a physical reality like Earth. Okay. Yeah, I'm just asking Metatron. It feels like there was a better way to say that. Did I put the wrong words on that energy? Let me just go deeper with that before we wrap up today. Yeah, but I don't feel like I got it. I think we can do better. That's better. Okay, Jesus. He just said you, you should always be suspicious of a mission or a plan in which you or any group is there to save the others. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, he didn't, right? I mean, the Christian, the Christian story is about the... Oh, wow, we're really getting controversial here. Um, not to us, but to somebody else that could... Uh, I may get some hate <laughs> comments about this one. We're very protective of Jesus and Christianity. Um, the story was that he is this, the savior of the human race, but he didn't look at it that way. I'm going to repeat that. He didn't look at it that way. He was here embodying a range of divine consciousness and God connection that was not normal for his time. Does that sound like anyone to you? He's right alongside us. And he never got like he never got to liking the, the the misery of his fellow humans either. And he's not asking you to. Um yeah. Okay. Hmm. So uh, yeah, just I, I don't want to end because I just I want to I want a better answer to also the so what can, all can we all we can do but is pray? No, maybe all you can do is love them. I mean, it is an upgrade in my in my view. I know that I have a better relationship with my with my less than conscious uh, loved ones, friends, and family by not judging them, 
I'm not looking them as unevolved. I'm not looking at them as their eternal self must have some work to do where they would know what I do and meditate and you know, all these, you know, sort of do age concepts of what it means to be spiritual. Um, I don't look down on them. I look at them with the heart and the love of God for the fellow, you know, God essence that they are as their eternal self and that they're a human having a confusing experience in this reality. So I don't have to agree with all their choices. I'm only responsible for my choices, right? But that is an upgrade because you guys, anytime we've been walking around with this idea of, of somebody being unenlightened and that there's something wrong with them, like they're not as evolved as we are at the soul level, etc. that's so jacked up and everyone can feel it no matter how unconscious they are being able to feel when somebody's looking down at you and judging you <laughs> that's easy <laughs> that's yeah some better than others in terms of sensing it but you can feel it right come on right they're not that unconscious <laughs> um so that's a huge upgrade i mean yeah so now when i am with friends and family that are not into any of these things that we are um i'm not thinking of them as oh your life would be so much better if uh, if you did this, this, and this. I'm looking at them with the unconditional love that I have access to with the golden age, golden age energy that I brought with me here, and that feels good. What they do with it is up to them. Does it? Do I think it makes a difference in their lives? I actually do. Is it actually? I don't know. I can never prove it. Um, they're not like me, and they're not like you. Um, but maybe they're maybe these people in our lives are better off um, because of the golden age energy and the the unconditional God love and oh, ascended nature of our consciousness. But I don't mean it in I don't mean it and I don't want to support any of this. We're better than them and you know this ugh, it's like cos cosmic. Um, yeah, it, I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, that feels good. All right, now we got even more comments here. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay. All right, you guys, thank you for all the beautiful words here and other great questions I didn't get to. Sorry about that. I love you. Okay, announcements really quick and then I have to go too. Um, okay, so I've been wanting for years to do some sort of a membership type of community where we have... Um, I want to say like private events and um, online events, obviously, and things like that. And I just, I was never really happy with the way it could be done. And I've done remembering workshops. Some of you know about this years ago, we would do this, the free stuff that we're doing here, the gifted, and then we would do, <coughs> we would do these deeper dives called the remembering workshops are all available in archive, by the way. Um, I keep doing this with my hands. That's what the noise is. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for a fight. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, the, so anyway, finally. <laughs> okay. So finally, I stumbled across this system called Subscribe Star. I'm not really happy with the name, but anyway, um, if you, for those of you that get my newsletter, and if you don't get my newsletter, why don't you get my newsletter, right? <laughs> um, but just look at, um, it's subscribe star. So S U B S C I R B E S T A R.com forward splash, forward slash. I almost said splash, splash, uh, Jill Renee Feeler, J I L L R E N E E F as in Frank E E L E R. Um, and you should get my page and our first, uh, 
VIP, I want to say, event will be the December solstice message that we'll actually do on Wednesday, December 19th, so that we have all that yumminess uh, within our energy fields on the solstice on December 21st. So I'm super excited about that. I'm happy about Subscribestar. It may not be perfect, but I've been waiting quite a while for something that felt right. And I, I actually like how it has you know, the, the comment sections and, and it has engagement in the way that I wanted it to. I already use Memberful for the um, a kind of restricted content that I, that I offer for, for sell. <coughs> um, so I already had that. But in terms of like online events and in a sense of, you know, interacting with each other, et cetera, Subscribestar feels really good. So that's already available now. It is a monthly thing. So there's a monthly charge of 14 US dollars per month. And of course, uh, hopefully you guys know me well enough. I intend to offer way more value than $14 per month. Um, but I'm excited about it. It feels like another place, uh, like a beautiful glass vase for me to offer another level of depth, more interaction, more Q and A. God, my throat is interesting. Anyway, <laughs> hang on. Ah. Mm. Anyway, I, I love to offer, I know that to some of you, it feels like, oh my God, this is so deep. Oh, <laughs> it's like, you haven't seen anything yet. When we're together, when we do workshops and we go on retreats and things like that, it's, it's a whole nother level of, of yum yum that my team, we just connect at a different level when we're there for a different purpose other than, I mean, there's nothing wrong. And I love the, the what do we have for the world today sort of approach I have here. And I love what comes through. And there is something even more yum yum when I'm basically saying, okay, team, what do we have for this dedicated group of people with a shared purpose of like blasting that volume knob of light that we all have available to to within ourselves and offering that within to our own lives and in this reality that we, that we happen to be incarnated within by design, by choice, not happen to be right. So it, it gets even better and I'm really excited about that. So anyway, subscribe scar. <laughs> okay. It is time to go subscribe star.com forward slash Joe Renee feeler is where that is. And I am super excited about the December solstice event. Um, Isis mentioned earlier, the Zion recordings. <clears throat> I really talked too much today already. Apparently, um, that's available. Um, if you just Google Joe Renee feeler, <clears throat> oh my goodness, I apologize. Joe Renee Feeler Zion, Z-I-O-N recordings. And I am working on the trips for 2019. I feel quite behind in that, but the Greece trip um, is number one agenda. And then the Zion retreat is second on the agenda. And then the Egypt uh, woo, uh, rendezvous is on the agenda after that for, yeah, September of 2019 for Greece, October 2019 for Zion, and we'll add another day this year, so four days, and then Egypt uh, for 2020. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. For those of you that are led to do the membership site, I'm especially grateful. I know it's a commitment every month, but um, I don't want to let you down. I'm super excited about what we will do in that more dedicated um, shared purpose experience that we don't have <clears throat> in a global gifted message just by the nature of me tossing it out to the whole world. Okay, it, it does change the energy of it. It's interesting. 
Okay. I love you. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for everything. Thank you for liking and sharing and subscribing and signing up and all those things that you could do. It does affect the algorithms and it does um, sort of cheer me on <laughs> too that we're doing something that matters. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. See you next week.